I want to invite a couple of friends of mine, Ben and Courtney, up this morning. So if you guys want to make your way up here, we're going to just start this morning by uh, having a little dialogue, a little Q&A. Um, and if you've been with us the last couple of weeks, we have been in this series on worship, and it's kind of an untitled series. Uh, I think uh, we might have a graphic of that somewhere. It was up there earlier. But, um, so this is week four. This is the finale of this series, and we've covered a lot of ground. We've talked about the importance of, uh, of worship and what it means to be worshipers, some really um, foundational ideas to the idea of worship, that worship isn't an event. It's not something that you go to and then critique and sort of experience outside of yourself. But worship actually sits right in here, uh, in our hearts. And it's a place that we live from. Uh, The question isn't, will we worship? But the question really is, what will you worship? Uh, All of humanity is is built, hardwired, created to worship something. And so the question we want to challenge each other with is, what is it that we're worshiping? And what what sits on the throne of our heart, so to speak? And so this morning, we're just going to have a little uh, Q&A, a little dialogue. Um, ben, if you know, uh, if you don't know, Ben's our worship leader and kind of in charge of artists and artistry and create the creative process uh, here at Awaken. And Courtney is uh, the leader of our kids' community, which usually meets next door. Um, Courtney, I think um, in another lifetime, was a worship leader, a musical worship leader at one point. Um, and uh, so we'll get into a little bit of, of their stories, but... Very different perspectives, and so we wanted to just kind of start this morning in what we're going to experience uh, with, with a little dialogue. So I'll start with Ben, and then we'll, go, we'll uh, chit-chat a little bit, and then we'll kind of just describe to you what we're going to do with the rest of our time together. So Ben, you and I have talked a lot, um, had many, many of opportunities to sit around coffee and, and tables and, uh, and talk about the creative process in art, and I have always been... Um, captivated and really uh, engaged by what you have told me about the creative process and this moment that we get to create and be a part of. So can you talk a little bit about that and, and connected to our discussions that we've had on worship so far? Yeah. Uh, when you're entering the creative process, it's you're responding to something and letting something flow through you. And... Uh, what's amazing about that in the spiritual context is that when you're working and allowing the Holy Spirit to inspire you, you're you're coming up with something that is going to communicate uh, what he what he wants to communicate through you, and um, through that creative process, uh, you you discover something. And what's I I feel what's very important as the role of an artist is is to bring, make a common table for people to come to and enter in what, what you're discovering. And you're using a language that can translate that. And, and you're trying to find the best language for that. Sometimes if you just speak something, it's not going to resonate that, that truth in the same way that maybe a song or music will or maybe a piece of visual art will. And it's a way for the seed to be cracked open. There's many ways for that to happen. And that's the whole point of, of well, that's, that's the importance of entering the creative process, and then that's the product of it, is that you, you find this common communication. And, um, you know, people can enter into something in a way that they may not have been able to otherwise. 
Um, so, you know, weekly you get up, you lead us in music. Um, how do you view your role as a worship leader in this community? Yeah, I think, and I, I have responded many times in a gathering where they're singing songs where I, I don't engage, and maybe you've, you've felt like that too, where um, it's just something that we're doing and not really entering into. Um, and that, that's just, I share that as a, as a frustration before I answer this question, uh, just in my own personal experience in doing that. But that's setting the bar way low is just, just kind of singing these songs, having some good thoughts kind of go through there. I think if we could raise the vision higher, what I believe the worship leader should do, and that can be through music or, or whatever form of art in, in this creative way we're talking about, is to facilitate a connection with, with God, to make that distance closer if we can. Um, there's something about music that kind of unlocks you. It, it cuts the middleman. Say a word is like a capsule that contains meaning, right? And then we talk about that word, and then we enter in the meaning from that. I'm making get a little philosophical here, but but the if you think of it that way, music just cuts that middleman. It just goes right right to your emotional core, and there's something that happens, and that's I think why music is real common language for for for, for this kind of experience. Um, uh, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you you Sorry. know view your role as a worship leader? Yeah. What's what's what are you right. getting at when you come here on Sunday morning? What are right, you trying right. to do? That's what that was. Um, <laughs> what you said was beautiful. Yeah, it just kind of went this way. But um, and so I guess I view my role in in that is to help foster your rise to the occasion, your expression give you a blank canvas for for you to, to connect with God. I mean, it's not for for me to have you do something or participate in what I'm doing. I'm I'm trying to come underneath you. You know, like what's what's happening in your life? You know, and maybe we can create some music to help you really enter into that. You know, and um like Micah says worship is what's happening inside your heart. So it's it's this means to the end, you know. And so I view my role is is to tr- is to hopefully provide that means in a, in a variety of ways for for you to to rise to the challenge of being worshippers mm-hmm. yourselves and, and to really uh, experience God and enter enter in with God and communicate with God and let Him communicate to you through that. Yeah. Um, is that a good answer? That was <laughs> wonderful. I I don't know. Um, it, when we talk about kind of means to an end, I'm sure that if you've been around church before, uh, you can probably think of uh, a particular time or a place where the means uh, that was hoping to get you to the end was, uh, for lack of a better word, like super cheesy or it was bad art or just like the, the means to the end was kind of like, ugh, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping and assuming that I'm not the only one in the room that's felt that before. Um, but I want to just say something about Ben as a worship leader. One of the reasons why, when we decided to say yes to God, we being Laura and I, to plant this community, um, one of the reasons why I asked Ben to be a part of this was because Ben brings a level of authenticity and honesty and beauty um, to the creative process. And... Um, Everything that I have ever seen Ben a part of 
has always been something that was beautiful. Um, I've never been a part of something where, where I've seen Ben play or, or write a song where I thought, dude, that's super cheesy or uh, uh, that kind of thing. Um, ben bring, brings a level of, of honesty and authenticity and beauty to the table every time he comes. I don't know if any of you were here for Christmas Eve. Were any of you a part of that gathering? Um, I, I told these guys last week, that moment will go down in my life as one of the most inspiring, creative, beautiful moments and the cool part about art, and that I think Ben gets, gets at often, is this, that didn't exist before that moment. And in that moment, Ben gr- brought a group of people together, a drummer and a bass player and a piano player and a singer, and helped shape something and create something that didn't exist prior to that moment. And now it exists forever. And that is amazing. And that is a, in that moment was a, a, a canvas and a table that was set for people to enter into uh, a moment of worship. Uh, and that's part of what uh, I love about Ben and I think he brings to the table. Uh, he didn't know I was going to say that, but I felt like I needed to. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Courtney, um, let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, can you just share a little bit about your stage of life, kind of where you're at, and how this worship series has kind of landed with you in some of the conversations we've had about family and kids and some of that stuff. Yeah. Am I on? You I are. On. Yep. Um, this is for our pod rishners, we call them. Oh, yeah. So they, they want to hear this. Yeah. Too? Man. yeah. Pressure. <laughs> um, the question, how has it landed with me? Um, well, funny you should ask, because I've actually not been in here for most of them because I've been over there in the kids' space. Um, so I've tried to catch up on the podcast that I can. Time is minimal. I have three small children um, and husband, too. <laughs> Super helpful. Who is a vital part. Vital, vital. Yes, yes. Piece. Um, and, and I think my uh, exploration of worship actually started back when I was in a position like Ben's in a different lifetime, like you had said. And I thought uh, we just kept tossing around the word worship, 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 and it always applied to this 20-minute time segment right at the beginning of, of a gathering or a service. And, mm-hmm. and I, at, at that point, felt like I needed to dig deeper into what worship was. And I took some time to study, and I've kind of told you guys a little sure. bit about that. But that has been pivotal maybe in the last seven or eight years for, for me to understand some of the words that God used for worship and the variety of different kinds of worship that he talks about in the scripture because then I can see what he used in the scripture and then apply it to to my life and um, I'm going to get all Micah-ish here and pull out a Hebrew word um, so Shekah and Abad were two kinds of worship that God uses tons in in the Old Testament and then they have parallels in the Greek and the New Testament too and the Shekah kind of worship is like when Abraham went to the um, altar with Isaac and, and he said to the servant, stay here with the donkey, Isaac and I are going to go over and worship. And that was when God was asking him to sacrifice his son. And that didn't end up happening, but um, Abraham was worshiping and he thought it was going to happen. And his heart was submitting to and, mm-hmm. and in awe of and in reverence to. And then the Abad kind of worship just means to serve and to work. And in reference to your story the yeah. other week about Jacob, um, he worked for Laban. He said, I will worship 
for you um, for seven years if you'll give me your daughter Rachel. So that kind of worship is a whole different ball game. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a it's a life. I mean, it's seven years of working, um, and so I think as a mom of three kids, four and under. I resonate, I'm starting to resonate a lot with that working kind of worship, and I have lots of opportunities to, um, to, to either take time to worship or not, and they don't, they don't look like music anymore, and they don't look like three hours of, you know, sitting by the water and journaling and having quiet time with God, um, Sometimes I worship by sacrificing a shower <laughs> because mm-hmm. my kids need me and we're not going to get there on time. Um, yes, yesterday, to me, I'm going to tell the Transformer Band-Aid story. Do you remember yesterday you, you hurt your toe and we were, looking for, um, we were looking for a Band-Aid? You really wanted the red one? Remember the red one with the cars? Not, they hadn't turned into Transformers yet, but you wanted the one with the cars already, still as cars. We didn't have any of that kind left. So there was a lot of sadness and a lot of flailing. <laughs> and um, I had like 10 other things in my head I could be doing than uh, trying to just put the Band-Aid on because it wasn't even bleeding, was it? <laughs> but we like to put Band-Aids on, even if it's not bleeding. But m- what I'm trying to say <laughs> is <laughs> that was an opportunity where I could worship my to-do list. I could worship my, my logic like, my logic is it doesn't matter what Band-Aid you put on as long as you put the Band-Aid on. Um, and or, it's not even bleeding. And it's not even bleeding. But <laughs> if that's not the point, Micah. You know, you have kids. <laughs> um, but, but I chose, I, I had to make a mental decision to work, I guess, and to worship and to serve. The other, the other definition was to serve and to work. So I had to just stop and to say, say, I'm going to enter into Timothy's world right now. And to him, this is really important. And so we're going to talk this through about what, it's not fun to not get what you want. And I know you really want that. And, um, you know, in that moment, it took a while to calm down. And we ended up finding a Band-Aid that worked. And, um, and I guess my frustration level, you know, lowered. And, and I saw that as a moment of worship. Mm. I was serving, and I was entering into... Um, serving my kids in a way that, you know, wasn't my agenda, but what ministered to them. So. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so many of you have been here for the last couple of weeks. Um, before we go any further, I just want to give you an opportunity. Uh, anything that you've heard this morning uh, you want to ask further questions about or anything that we've talked about, discussed, kind of explored the last couple of weeks in this series. We wanted to do a little more informal. So if you've have anything, just kind of holler, shout it out. We don't have roving mics or anything. So um, is there anything that's come up or anything that uh, you'd be interested to explore a little further? And again, a couple weeks ago we did this, and I said this is, this is where we put aside the traditional experiences that we've had at church where you sit and listen to the guy up front. So feel free to engage and, and gal at this juncture so anything that's come up or questions
say that they lost sight of it. It's always been lost sight of. Like I think of the Old Testament people. They, it seemed like God's people were going through this cycle all the time. They would just do all the sacrifices and they would do all the rules or whatever. And all of a sudden God would say, well, like you said last week, like I'm done with this. This mm -hmm. isn't it. I don't know that it's new. I think, I don't know. That's yeah, I was immediately I thought of the you know, golden calf. I mean, the Israelites get out, you know, into the into the desert and they've just gone through the exodus where God has done this amazing thing and immediately their hearts turn towards something other than um, what their hearts really actually need and long for. Um, but that's a very good question. Um, anybody else thoughts on that, Ben? And I, I just like the heart response to what Tim's saying too is like, how did we get here? You know, that, that sense, that feeling of like, man, we're not in it. We're, you know, we're not connected here. There's a disconnect. And, but I think as humans, you know, we're leaky. We, we leak that revelation that we have, you know, and, and we need this sense of renewing. And so, so many times in the Bible it talks about refresh, restoration, remember. renew, remember, yeah. all these re-things. I think there's just something in us that, you know, uh, are part of our human nature. We just lose sight, and we have to kind of recalibrate all the time. So I think it's this discussion is one we have to live in. Hmm. It's not like we're going to solve it today. Yeah, you know, but this is the last time we'll talk about yeah, this. Yeah, we've figured out worship, so let's move on. Yeah. You know, uh, obviously <laughs> not, but, but you know, yeah. this is something to engage with in your life. And, I mean, me as a... Worship leader, I mean, I have to, I have to remember why I do this all the time. You know, I was just having a conversation with, with another worship leader who was like, who's like, all right, this is off the books. Why do I lead worship? Tell me again. You know, he's like, what's the point? You know, so I mean, it's just this thing, and I think he's in a real good place actually to just remember what this is about. You know, coming down the elements, kind of like we talked about last week mm -hmm. yeah there's a, a guy that I listen to and read a lot of he talks about vision as it relates to leadership and he says vision leaks uh, and so that part of the job of a, of a leader is to constantly put vision in front of people to say remember this is where we're going or remember this is what we've been called to uh, and it's the job of the of the leadership team to, to always um, be refilling vision you know uh, and so I think similarly as you think about worship and coming back to this conversation over and over again um, part of our, I don't know, maybe one day on the other side of resurrection we won't have to have this conversation. Um, but good question. Nice job, Tim. Yeah. said
Mm-hmm. Any time in our I think that that's something really important to recognize too is that temptation for the vacuum. And I think that's the role of like discipline, worship as discipline, as you're talking mm-hmm. about it, you know, in your yeah, life. And then also this this artful expression or, or you know, this um, so, something that we do that way. Art is meant to, to, to challenge you sometimes. I mean, it, at least it can, not 100% meant to do that. But it, it's something that it can do. It is can it is can like turn that comfortability on its face, and and, may, and co- then you're face to face with something else, something else inside of you or, or whatever you know, and um, uh, that ability to, like I said before, crack the seed open, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think you know I think all three of you kind of hit on something there, yeah, you know. Important. So today um, <clears throat> there are a whole bunch of means uh, in the room. Um, we have some art. We have a couple of different experiential things with water and rocks and sand. Uh, our friend Phil is going to be throwing some pots up here. There's communion. Uh, there's some art supplies upstairs along the back wall. There's a prayer space. These are all means to an end, right, if we've been talking about that. And uh, what we're going to do for the, uh, uh, the majority of our time this morning is we want to just open up the space and let you experience worship as you need to and want to this morning. Uh, And so uh, I just kind of realized, unfortunately, just the way this space is set up, most of the experiential things are over on this end of the room. Uh, So, you know, be respectful of of others and uh, try to, you know, not create a... I know there's going to be total pandemonium when we say go. Everyone's going to be running for the... uh, But just so uh, kind of traffic flows, you look over here on your, your right, my left, uh, there's two entrances, it looks like. If you could enter on the right right side, and there's kind of a progression. It'll take you around uh, the back side. And there's, uh, there's an art uh, kind of exhibit. There's some, a water piece. There's some sand, rocks, and then don't miss the mirror on the back wall. And then there's a prayer wall over here, and communion is at the end. And uh, we have uh, some space in, next door in the kids' space. So if you have little ones or you want to just read or sit, there's bean bags and some space over there. Um, and again, the prayer space is up here. There's art supplies along this back wall. So all of this to say, um, you have a choice this morning and an opportunity to worship something, to experience uh, a God uh, that we believe is there. 
and present. And so we've set all of this up, kind of set the table, uh, hoping and praying that there might be something this morning that you need specifically. Um, if, if you want to just sit, uh, we're going to play an album. It's called Feedback, and it's kind of a, if you've ever seen Impressionist art, uh, it's kind of an Impressionistic interpretation of the Lord's Prayer by uh, an artist that, that we dig around here. Um, so that's going to be playing in the background. So I'm going to uh, just kind of close this time. Uh, I'm going to ask you to participate in just a moment of silence. And then uh, when the music starts playing, um, Phil will come up and start doing some pottery. And then just want to invite you to experience and sit at a space if you want to. If there's something that grabs you, then just stick with it um, and uh, participate in, uh, in all of these different things as you kind of at your leisure. Uh, towards the end, I'll kind of gather everyone back and we'll, we'll sing uh, one chorus together and, and uh, call it a day. So let me pray and we'll have a moment of silence. And then uh, when the music starts playing, just your invitation to, to get up at your own pace, at your own leisure and experience the things that are set this morning. So let's pray together. Mm-hmm.